Hey, welcome to Home Church Podcast. It is a good day to have a good day. I'm Pastor Jerry Kuhn, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. My hope is that you will respond to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to you in and through this message today. And I believe that he will draw you into a closer relationship with Jesus Christ, where you are passionate about loving God, doing good, and being a friend. I hope that you enjoy the message today. And I am so proud of Jackson and Kaylin. They're both like, let me tell you something about these two students. They have hearts of gold. Um, they're, a, they're a power couple. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, Lang. I'm kidding. That's her dad. That's Kaylin's dad. Um, anyway, um, listen, they would never ask for the recognition, but man, I was so proud of them as they were leading worship that I had to keep turning around because I was smiling, and I know that if they seen me, they, they would be upset about it. So I'm super proud of those guys, and man, they did a good job. Can we give them a hand clap one more time? One more time. Well, hey, listen, I'm excited. I said it before Jackson got back in the room, so he don't even got to be embarrassed about it. We were just bragging on you how good of a job you did. And I mean, literally, that's what we did. But um, anyway, listen, I'm excited. To see. He's like, is that what they did? I don't know if that's what they did. Is that what y'all did? Um, listen, hey, grab a seat, Preston. Grab a seat for me, please. Um, listen, really quickly. You thought you was just going to hide? Like, just like hiding in the windowsill right there. Um, we are starting a new series tonight called Asking for a Friend. What does it mean when you say, oh, I'm just asking for a friend? Have any of you guys ever asked for a friend? Yeah. Like, uh, like some of y'all may be like, um, Dad, what would you do? Like, I'm just asking for a friend. But like, what would you do if somebody like you backed up into the mailbox? Like, you wouldn't be upset, would you? Like, you wouldn't be like, like, you wouldn't want to like, I don't know, like hurt them or something, would you? And, and it's not me because I didn't do it. I'm just asking for a friend. How many guys have ever been like, some of you guys are laughing. Listen, how many guys have ever been like, <clears throat> hey, mom, um, funny thing, I got Kool-Aid, or it wasn't me, uh, somebody got Kool-Aid on your carpet, and uh, I just want to know, like, asking for a friend, how, how upset would you be if somebody got red Kool-Aid on your white carpet? How many of you guys have ever like, okay, on a more serious note, look at it from a more serious perspective with me. How many of you guys have ever like got yourself in a situation that you were embarrassed about? Like you didn't want to tell nobody and you went to somebody you trusted and you're like, I mean, it's not me because I'm like, I'm cool, but like asking for a friend, what would you do? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, listen, I'll never forget. I went up to my coach. I went up to my coach. I was in like the seventh grade. I was playing football and we were, we were stretching and I was like, coach, let me ask you a question. I'm like, and it, you know, it's, it's not me. It's for a friend. Okay. But, uh, what would you say if somebody was still sleeping with their mom? Like, what would you like? They were afraid to like sleep with the lights off. What would you, I mean, asking for a friend cause it's not me. And my coach was like, James, do you, are you afraid to sleep with the lights off? And, nope. Nope, not me. Not me. It's for a friend. Listen, I think sometimes you and I get in a situation where we are kind of ashamed to talk about what we are going through. How many guys have ever been ashamed to talk about what you're going through? How many guys have ever been afraid that you would get in trouble for admitting what you were dealing with? And so, so come on now, preach, he said. <laughs> and so we simply, in, in moments of our life, we simply ask 
for a friend. Hey, uh, Jackson, will you grab that trash can for me real quick? I'm not asking for a friend. That was for me. I need to spit this gum out. All right, hey, listen. I think there are topics like that in our life. How many of you guys have ever been ashamed to walk through something like depression? You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to raise your hand. But some of you guys are like, ah, oh, that's me. Like, you don't got to tell the room. It's okay. Listen, listen. Here's the thing about depression. I think there are several topics. I don't think it's just depression. I think there are several topics in you and I's life where we've done this. But tonight, I, I kind of want to settle on that one thing. I want to talk about depression. How do you and I handle depression? Let, let me ask you guys a question really quickly. What's your, like, least favorite movie? Like, just genre. Like, how many of you guys do not like scary movies? Like, no, sir, send the devil back where he came from in Jesus' name. Like, is that, how many, how many of you guys are like that? Some of you guys? How many of you guys are like too manly like Pastor James and you won't set through a chick flick because that's not your style? That's right. I actually like chick flicks. Um, asking for a friend. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, listen, how many of you guys don't really think comedy movies are usually all that cracked up to what they were supposed to be? Like, if you're being honest, that's my wife. My wife, I will sit down excited to watch a comedy movie with my wife. And my wife's like, I mean, I don't know. It's really not that funny. You know, you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She doesn't do that. Y'all pray for me. Um, uh, listen, listen. I'll be honest with you guys. How many of you guys ever seen Fault in Our Stars? Has anybody ever seen Fault in Our Stars? Okay, like if it's rated our parents, I apologize. Um, it was just the example given in the lesson plan, all right? Uh, so listen, fall in our stars. Let me tell you, so, hey guys, I'm hearing a lot of talking and I think I'm not like trying to be stingy, but I think I should be the only one talking right now. Does anybody disagree? All right then, we're going to keep moving. So here's the thing. Listen, when we talk about fall in our stars, how many of you guys know what it's about? It's about this couple, like they're both sick they're both like let's be real they're both dying right and they fall in love and then the the young man ends up passing away am I right did I get it wrong okay I got it right so there was this guy this guy was telling this story how he went and seen fault in our stars in the movie theater and he said he was sensing that it was like a really like sad ending how many guys have ever been halfway through a movie and you're like this does not end well this does not end well yeah right so how many of you guys are movie ruiners and you will ruin the movie if you know what happens at the end you will tell somebody yes listen listen how many of you guys when you're watching a movie with the friend you've already seen and the good part comes up you're like this i'm not gonna say anything it's not good though like how many guys how many guys i'm not gonna say anything like, you already told them something bad was about to happen. So this guy, he Googles the ending of Fall in Our Stars. And you know what he finds out? The young man dies. And so he gets up and he walks right out of the movie theater. He just walks right out. He's like, I'm done. I'm not watching the end of this. How many of you guys have ever seen a movie that you're like, I cannot take the ending of this. I'm out. How many of you guys turn movies off halfway through? Man, you guys got to commit, man. You got to commit. Hey, listen, listen, listen. He left the movies. He told his wife, he was like, listen real quick. He told his wife, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the bathroom. Never showed back up to the movies. Stood his wife up on a date. Yeah, he's in trouble. He's in trouble. And listen, listen, this is what happened. This is what happened. 
Hey, listen to me real quick. Hey, give me 10 minutes of your time and I'll be done. I promise. I know we're getting excited. But this is what happened. She gets out of the movie and she's like, oh, babe, it ended terrible. He said, I know. That's why I left. She said, you Google the ending. He said, of course I Google the ending. I'm that kind of guy. How many guys are that kind of person? You'll Google the ending. And so, so this, is, this is what happened. He sensed, what did he sense? That heartache was coming. That disappointment was coming. That an issue was rising up. And so what did he do? He chose not to go through it. But I think the reality is that there's moments in you and I's life where we can't just walk out of the movie theater. I think there's moments in you and I's life where we can't just quit when things get tough. I think there's moments in you and I's life where there's certain circumstances that you and I simply cannot escape. How many of you guys have ever been through something that you just realized there was no escape, you had to go through it? And that's why they're, come on guys, raise your hand. There's no escape. You knew you had to go through it. And that's the reason we need God in our lives. Listen, listen, how many of you, listen, like the pastor, he knew that that movie was like making him sad. It was causing this depression. How many guys have ever known what was making you sad? Like maybe it was a breakup. Maybe it was the way that the Netflix series ended. Maybe it was like, like, I can't believe they did him that way. Like, no. Listen, listen, what's causing depression in your life what are the areas if you could identify it maybe it's maybe it's certain friendships maybe it's certain aspects of your life maybe it's relationships that you guys got going on hey guys focus up here Preston please what's causing the depression what's causing the uncertainty in your life I want to just I want to just point out a scripture to you guys really quickly listen I want you to understand something the devil wants you to believe that you're the only one going through what you're going through. How many of you guys have ever been in a situation where you were like, nobody else is dealing with this? Nobody else understands where I'm coming from. Mom doesn't get it. Dad doesn't get it. My best friend doesn't get it. How many of you guys know that's the number one strategy of the enemy is he wants you to believe that you're the only one that's ever been through this. And you know, there's a couple, there's a couple examples in the Bible. If you look at Ruth chapter 1 verse 20 and 21, it says this. It, it's crazy because Naomi is going through a really rough time in her life. She's depressed. Everybody say Naomi. Naomi. And listen, this is what she told them. She said, call me Mara. Listen, your, life, your life's got to be pretty bad if that's the name you chose, all right? <laughs> like, um, if there's a Mara in here, I'm sorry. Uh, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. How many guys start blaming God when things don't go right in your life? Like, how many guys have ever messed up and you're like, okay, God, is this because I miss church? Is that what this is about? Is this be, like, is this because I miss Sunday school? Like, we start blaming God. And here's the thing. See, she goes on to say that she said, when I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. So why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me and the Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. Say, see, Naomi was so depressed that it started affecting her identity. It started affecting the way that she viewed her relationship with God. It started affecting the way that she viewed herself. It started affecting her self-image. And see, that's the thing that depression can do to you. David went through the very same thing. If you look at Psalm 6, chapter 6, uh, verse 6 and 7, it says, I am worn out. This is David talking. He says, I'm worn out and sobbing. All night, I flood my bed with weeping, drenched with my tears. My vision is blurred by grief and my eyes are worn out because of all my enemies. How many of you guys ever, like, how many of you guys, be honest, how many of you guys have ever cried, like, all night? 
How many of you guys, how many of you guys are ugly criers? Be honest. Be honest. How many of you guys are ugly criers? Be honest right now. How many of you guys think you actually like, you actually pull crying off? Hey, time out, time out. I'm asking more questions. I'm asking more questions. How many of you guys feel like you actually pull crying off? Like you, you think like you look good crying. I'm going to be honest with you. You don't. I'm going to be real. You, you don't. But most people, most people got that, uh, that ugly cry. Do you, do you understand what an ugly cry is? An ugly cry, an ugly cry is this right here. Don't make me laugh. Don't make me laugh. I'm going to try this. Don't make me laugh. Why are you doing this to me? All right, hold on. I got one more. I got one more. How many of y'all know people that when they're crying, they look like they're about to laugh and you don't know what's going on? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> you, you guys weren't expecting that. Okay. Hold on. Listen. 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 <laughs> hey, who said that? Listen, all right, all right, listen, listen, listen. So David said, man, I was crying all night like I was done. I was ready to be done. How many of you guys have ever been to that point where you was ready to be done? Baseball. Football. They're making me run, Pastor. It's not good. Listen, hey, hey, can we get, hey, guys, we've had a lot of fun and we've been, we've been joking around. Hey, let's get serious for five minutes. I'll be done in five minutes. I promise to be done preaching in five minutes if you guys will just be quiet okay listen the first point is this you and I overcome depression when we open up what does it mean to open up what does it mean to, to open up to people that you love and you trust about what you're going through it's simply being honest about what is going on and how you feel and sometimes we spend a lot of time keeping that to ourselves because we're afraid simply like we talked about in the beginning that people wouldn't understand. And so if you and I are ever to overcome depression in our life, the first thing that we have to do is we have to open up. Everybody say open up. The sooner you and I are willing to open up and be honest about what we are dealing with, the sooner you and I can heal. How many of you guys have ever avoided a really tough conversation, but then you had it, and man, you felt so much better about it? Like, man, I am glad that is over. All right, the second, hey guys, quiet, quiet, quiet. The second thing is this. Remember, God is with you. Tonight during praise and worship, we talked a little bit about that. Remembering that God is with you. Remembering that God cares for you. Remembering that you don't have to go through this alone. That, that this isn't you. Pastor Robert, will you grab the worship team? That this isn't on you only. That you don't have to feel like you're the only person that's ever experienced depression. That you're the only person that's ever went through what you're facing right now. And you have to know that not only is God there, but he's able to help. God's able to help you in the moments that you and I feel like nobody can help and nobody cares. God has that ability. There's something about God's sovereignty and his power in our life that when we cry upon his name, he hears us. And he doesn't just hear us, but he wants to come to our aid. God wants to help you in the... Psalms 34:18. Psalms 34:18 says this. It says, "The Lord is close to the brokenhearted." I'm gonna say.
in spirit. When you and I are dealing with depression, when you and I are going through things, it's like that moment where we're crushed in spirit, when we have no more hope, when we feel like it doesn't get better, when we feel like our friends don't care, when we feel like those around us don't care. But can I tell you, the Bible says that when you reach that point, you can just count on God being there for you. And for those of you that have never met me, I, you guys are going to realize, man, Pastor James tells this story a lot because I'm so thankful for everything that God brought me out of. But when I was in high school, I was adopted going into my junior year. And my mother had struggled with some things in her life. My dad had struggled with some things. Neither one of them was in my life. And, and I remember what it was like going through depression. And you know what? We all handled depression differently. Like Naomi wanted to change her name. Like depression makes you do weird stuff. Like, like me I thought everything was a joke I joked about everything I was the class clown I wanted attention constantly because my fear was that somebody would actually see what I was going through that somebody would look through like straight through the front that I was putting up and that they would see my struggle that they would see my pain and so many times we try to get we try to get that way with God we try to put our guard up and we expect that nobody would see it. We expect that nobody would ever recognize and we hope that nobody ever calls it out because then we have to face it. Here's my third point tonight and we're gonna close with this. When you and I are dealing with depression, I want you to think about that lonely feeling. Like, man, what would it be like if I just had a friend? And sometimes what helps you and I get over what we're going through is by being there for other people. How many of you guys wanna be there for other people in your life? Like you don't wanna be the kind of person that just has people there for you, but you wanna be there for other people. See, that's my, that's my goal, that's my heart, that's why I do what I do. But here's the thing, when you and I are, I will never forget when I was dealing with depression really bad, I was taking a walk at my apartment complex and I was, you know, me and my wife had just got married and, the, and I was like, Lord, why is this going on in my life? And why is, why is this wrong? And why is this messed up? And I was, just, I was just soaking everything in. And the Lord said, James, not everything is about you. And it just kind of like checked me for a second because I realized that you and I, your life is important and what you're going through is so important. But I think there's this unhealthy reality of where you and I just meditate and we think about everything that's been done wrong to us and everything that's not right. And we keep ourselves in that state of depression when God's like, focus on serving others love on other people don't just talk about what you're going through but be there for those that need to talk about what they're going through see guys that's what that's what church is that's what the church was meant to be so i'm gonna pray us out and here's what i want to do i want us to just hang out here for a second as i pray if this isn't for you i'm gonna dismiss you to go outside when we get done praying but if this is for you and you need some time to pray you've been dealing with some depression and you are ready tonight to get rid of that you are ready to start working on that you're ready to start moving forward in victory if that's you then i want to encourage you to stay in this sanctuary tonight and allow pastor aubrey and i to pray for you okay all right father we thank you so many new faces so many great students lord we just pray that you would have your way tonight god depression's not easy talking about it's not easy god that's why we we mask it and we say we're simply asking for a friend god my prayer is that for all those that are experiencing that that they would know that they can open up that they would know father god that you are close to them in their brokenheartedness and their crushed spirit 
and God that you would just remind them to be that support that they long for from somebody else because unity Lord God we thank you that unity creates community we thank you Father God for for students that will step up and be there for one another even when it's not cool even when it doesn't you know even when it's awkward or you know Lord I just thank you that students will be more so focused on the health of their friends around them than simply what people are going to think about their reputation God I thank you that we can be a student ministry and a community that reaches people and says hey I know what you're going through I've been there and I want to help you and if that's you I sincerely know what you're going through and I want to I want to help you conquer this and I know God does too Lord, I thank you. I speak to every student that's dealing with depression right now, and I just speak joy over their life. God, I speak, Father God, that they would just wake up with excitement. God, I thank you that they would realize their best days are right ahead of them. God, I thank you that you would just continue to do a work in their life where they realize they're not walking alone, but you're with them every single step, and that they can always talk to somebody, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hey, listen, if that's you, if I've been talking to you tonight, don't be scared to come talk to me. I know I'm goofy. Um, I know I sweat when I preach because I'm chubby. All of those things. Listen, but if you need somebody to talk to Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more messages or find our service time, you can visit us at our website, homechurchtecumsa.com, for more information. And thank you again. And until next time, love God, do good, and be a friend. Be blessed.